0: home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. It's time for the Catholic Hipster Podcast with my dad, Tommy. And our friend Sarah. I hope you like it.
1: What up, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of the Catholic Hipster Podcast. I'm your 35 35- <laughs> Catholic Hipster-old co-host, Tommy Ty, <laughs> and throwing the ball across the nation to Atlanta, Georgia, Sarah Vabulous. You are not 35, but how are you feeling this morning?
0: I'm feeling 34.
1: Nice. You're close. You're catching up one of these days.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, You know, I turned 34 (laughs) last week. So, you know, right on your heels. Have I asked you this before?
1: Did you, you got holy in your Jesus year and you're good to go? You are saved now from 33.
0: Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Did you at
1: least go to confession a few times?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I did as soon as I turned 34. (laughs)
1: I love it. That's good. That's good. It was
0: one of the first (laughs) things that I did when I turned 34 at the church that you just spoke at the other night was our good friend, Steve, the missionary.
1: That church. I know I'm biased. I know. But that is like heaven in San Francisco, isn't it?
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that church. I mean, there's a reason why almost every time I make it over to the Bay Area that I try to go to that church. You guys make fun of me, but I'm there more than you are.
1: You you are. I've been there twice in my life. I think and I've I live been one bridge away. Three
0: or four times now, so bring it.
1: We're speaking of a Saint Dominic's parish in San Francisco, right in the heart of San Francisco, and they've got a little what do you call it? I don't know. Not a seminary really, like a is it called like a priory? I'm so not good f- at being Catholic. Is it a fri- friary? priory? <laughs> <laughs> Some OP help us out. Help us out. Anyways The Dominicans, uh, they have
0: a community that lives there in their right. community. <laughs> <laughs> quick google it uh,
1: and there's a school there but the in this church it's been there for like over 100 years i guess it is i mean when you walk in it's like stunning like i think a, a protestant would walk into this church and immediately drop to their knees and convert um when it steve and i were there help. before yeah when steve and i were there before our talk we just walked in and there's a uh, eucharistic adoration happening there's um there's the National Shrine to St. Jude on one side. There's a relic of the True Cross on the other side. That's
0: where I did uh, my penance.
1: Good call. That's a good place to go. <laughs> I did thought you it was the too-
0: perfect spot.
1: When you went last time was the note there that their their actual relic of the True Cross had been stolen and then someone donated another, yes! another relic to Yes, I thought
0: that was both sad but awesome. Someone donated a new one. Bring it
1: back, you thieves. <laughs> we need that.
0: God bless them. I hope they needed it more.
1: That would be cool if they just you know, they became a priest. Like after they stole it, they like ran out and then they went right over to the, the friary. <laughs>
0: you never know. You never know. Give me that white habit.
1: So yes, go to that church. If you're in the Bay area, it is epic. St. Dominic's
0: epic.com,
1: <laughs> you know, now, cause you've been here and you've probably gone to a couple Catholic places around San Francisco. Um, San Francisco is a Catholic as heck place, even and they don't even also... know it.
0: Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I was just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. I mean, let's let's keep in mind the name San Francisco, Saint Francis, right?
1: That's right, named after Saint Francis Xavier. Few yeah. people know that. No, oh. I'm just kidding. It's Saint Francis of Assisi. <laughs>
0: oh, geez. Well, don't, don't yeah. confuse our listeners. Gosh, <laughs> Tommy. Um, but yes. No, my gosh. Um, yeah, San Francisco is a sleeper catholic city so um it's beautiful there's so many hidden gems of churches that are there um even the cathedral which is ugly on the outside looks great on the inside maybe that's what is a uh, a good analogy for the city of san francisco hey
1: hey now <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey you don't yes. live
1: in the city you live no i don't i don't suburbia I live in- yeah, a BART ride and a little more away.
0: <laughs> yes. But but um,
1: yes, uh, there's like a, another place that Karen and I really love in the city is uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Adoration Chapel. Oh, it's yeah. um, a straight up place where the nuns live behind the grill. Um, and it's the church is just unbelievable. Like, you know, statues etched into like the background like you see in Europe and stuff. Um, and Karen and I accidentally went behind the grill trying to find the bathroom and <laughs> we got like chased out by a nun. It was fantastic. With a ruler? Like, no, no, she was very sweet, very nice. Uh, they're just, yeah, San Francisco is a sleeper Catholic city. Oh I no, it's a
0: man. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've not been to that church. So next time I'm out you there, you should I'll look have it up. Check it's, it out. it's
1: totally cool. Yeah, and it has 24 hour perpetual adoration. So
0: super cool. I'll go there and eat some ramen and I'll just be a happy San Francisco visitor.
1: Have you been to La Taqueria? We're going to turn this into a San Francisco opening have you been to la taqueria san francisco you gotta go No,
0: but remember we wanted to go there last time i was there we were gonna go to dinner there but it was like
1: across town or something and
0: there was a big event happening and it wasn't worth it oh
1: right there was a parade in (laughs) in the city and we couldn't yeah you can't really get around no it's interesting though because like when you're in one part people don't know that san francisco is like seven square miles um and it takes forever to get from one side of the city to the other like you won't even do it because it's so incredible i picked up steve from his redacted job at a redacted (laughs) cathedral east of san francisco the other day for this talk and he's like okay like saint dominic's is nine miles from here and it literally took us 50 minutes to go nine miles so i just want people to know how the bay area is
0: wow you guys have too many uber we had to pay six bucks to do that trip too oh (laughs) did you which bridge did you have to cross the real Bay Bridge, oh, the best one. The big one, the long bridge.
1: The the one that turns with the cool white. Yeah. Yeah. And the lights. It's yeah. my favorite. It's a it's good been... bridge.
0: I love the Golden Gate Bridge, though. I'm sorry. It's okay. It makes me a tourist, and that's okay, right?
1: It's, you know, you there's probably things like this in Atlanta, too, where it's like, yes, if your favorite bridge is the Golden Gate, it makes you a tourist, but also, it's an amazing bridge, so it's, like, kind of okay, you know? Super you're okay you're all right thank
0: you oh my gosh i feel i'm i'm giving myself the sign of the cross i feel vindicated (laughs) (laughs) well you know um we're we're not gonna be talking to somebody on today's podcast that's from california we're actually gonna be talking to someone today that's from america's heartland
1: which is where i don't even know Kansas? (laughs) Kansas.
0: <laughs> yes, Kansas. <Nice! laughs> oh my gosh, really good guest. So thank you. Um, we're really excited today to be bringing on uh, Mikey Needleman, who I've been friends with for a number of years now. Um, Mikey is a very talented uh, musician, musician, and he lives um, in Kansas. And so, uh, Mikey just had some new music drop earlier this summer. It's Christian music, so Tommy won't like it. False. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might
0: like it. You might like it. Okay. <laughs> Chances are are low that Tommy will like it. <laughs> um, but we're excited to bring Mikey on. Um, he's good friends with so many other people that we know. I think I met Mikey for the first time at Life Teens Camp Covecrest with Gomer when I took some beer up to the camp and almost got kicked out.
1: At a girl, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put that one on your resume
0: yeah excellent Catholic excellent
1: speaker stuff. evicted from life teen conference
0: <laughs> well it, it was fine we were in the speaker's house and um because they have like they built a whole house for the adults and so whatever i know the people who run the camp they weren't really going to kick me out but gomer likes to pretend that that they were <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk to mikey this morning about his music um what he's up to and um you know i think this might be the first musician we have on the podcast
1: is that true? I think you might be right. Unless you count like the FSP that we've had on, because they kind of do. Well,
0: they have music. that awesome Christmas concert.
1: They do. Is there anything cuter than an FSP wearing a Santa hat? I mean, really? No. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you win.
0: Kick it to the break. Break time. Tommy's <laughs> kids are going to say something, say something again, and then we're going to come back and talk music with Mikey. Let's do it. I think it's time for a break now.
1: Now back to show. Welcome back to the Catholic Hipster Podcast. Sarah and I are excited to have Mikey Needleman with us. Uh, I'm sorry, mnband.com. I wanted to say Mikey Needleman band.com. You I can speak. say that.
2: Can it works. I, it all it works. Wow. Dude, you well Multiple, done.
0: multiple dot coms. So we got the That's real true. deal.
2: This is good <laughs> stuff. Mikey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Very
1: good. Welcome to the podcast. So uh, Sarah made fun of me because generally I am not a giant fan of Christian music. Sure. but I'm excited because I've been proven wrong a few times. And so I'm here to, to be excited about your music.
2: <laughs> well that's great. I, I hope we can help uh to convert your heart into enjoying <laughs> prayers to the Lord. Maybe I don't know. Oh, now it's man. starting to sound a little starting to sound a little Protestant here on me. <laughs>
1: my- <laughs> Why can you maybe um can you talk about that? Like uh what's my problem being a Catholic? And when I hear something like that about my heart, I immediately like start clamming up. What's my problem here?
2: Because I didn't challenge you to think about something that you didn't already know. <laughs> and, uh, us, uh, you know, we in the Catholic faith, like we, we, we've got this, you know, deep sense of, um, mystery that I think, um, a lot of Christian music, um, doesn't address the mystery because that's kind of frustrating, you know, just to talk about here are the things that you don't understand and that you probably never will. And diving into that is a lot more difficult than just being like, you know, Jesus loves me this, I know kind of thing so i i i would imagine there's a lot of people out there who just haven't been challenged by christian music um and that's maybe why it doesn't really grab you and really tug at you i don't know
1: that was good that explanation really did get me on board actually okay (laughs) yeah i think that was good (laughs) this video of you on your website of you playing and there's like twelve thousand people jumping out in front of the stage that's pretty cool man that must have been an amazing vibe
2: that was really cool. Yeah, that was uh, for a conference here in Kansas City. Um, there's about twenty thousand people that come to the conference, but there's only probably, like you said, probably more like eight thousand at, at that at that concert that we played at. And um, it's really cool. You know, we play um, we play a lot of different types of music. The band um, we do Christian events, and we also do secular events. That was actually a secular event, um, just doing songs that people like to get around and celebrate and have a good time. So Taylor really Swift. Fun. You play some T Swift, huh? Known to do a little Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> the old stuff,
0: record. right? The dead Taylor Swift, not this new Taylor You're Swift. You're right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I'd be lying if I didn't say that I loved 1989. Like, I have it on vinyl.
0: Me too. Me too. Yeah. Tommy, are you a real hipster? Do you two, have any there vinyl are two records?
2: Hipsters.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> there are two hipsters. No, I have no vinyl records. I know. That's pretty bad, huh? No one's going to buy the book now, Sarah. Oh, I know. Wow. You just
0: lost so much street cred.
1: <laughs> but I'm glad that He's you listening to Taylor tapes. on vinyl. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess as
1: as
2: old as my car, that would be the solution. <laughs> no, they're coming out with tape. I saw The Weeknd put out a record um, and it was on cassette. Like it was yeah, released cool. on cassette. Hmm.
1: I'm into it. Count me in. That's like right up my my alley. I can remember, I think, let's see, I'm trying to think of the last tape I bought, I think was Weezer's Blue Album that was on tape. I, and I have that on up. vinyl
2: too. Nice. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's a great record.
0: So Mikey, tell us a little bit about um, your, I know you do some of this as far as ministry goes. Is it your full-time gig now to play music? I think when, a couple of years ago, when we first met up um, at Covecrest, I couldn't. I don't think it was your full time gig.
2: Um, it it is it is now. Awesome. I, I think. Um, and it, I'll just tell you kind of a quick backstory. I was youth minister for four years, um, and was playing music. You know, along with that kind of parallel, um, and a lot of that like overlapped. And then I started teaching music at a school uh, part time for like twenty hours. But then I was doing music, so you're and then like I went to another school
0: of rock teacher.
2: Kind of. Um, But then I realized that I'm not a teacher and it's a very uh, (laughs) tough profession. And I was like, this is not for me. (laughs) So um, and then, uh, yeah, and then um, I went, I worked at another church as a as a youth music minister for like 15 hours a week and then was playing music. And then like God really called me out of the boat just to like do music full time for a whole year. I was not employed anywhere. Um, I just I just freelanced and, and played you know, all over the place. And then an opportunity came up just recently about a year ago um, to start a new parish. Uh, We had a new, the archbishop um, started a new parish in uh, South Kansas city. And um, the pastor who started it is a really good friend of mine and somebody who I'd love to work with. So I said, Hey, I'd love to come back and work for the church. So I'm now 30 hours as the uh, worship director, but then still doing all the music on the side. So to answer your question, Yes, I play music full time, uh, but <laughs> I'm doing a lot of different things in that music realm.
0: Man, I'm looking at your website and your show list. You have a show not every night, but almost seemingly every other night, which is just awesome.
2: Yeah, we uh, I we, I usually do honestly about 250 gigs a year. Goodness and gracious, that's not really even counting church. You know that on Sundays, um, that's really just solo gigs, duo gigs, um, and uh, and band gigs. So
0: super cool. Yeah. Can um,
1: you imagine having Mikey Needleman as your like worship director at your parish? I can't even, I no. can't even picture uh, how much that would change things. Just the dynamic, like uh,
2: incredible. that would be cool. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of been a, a cool little ministry in and of itself. Cause I meet people in the secular realm playing music and they're like, you know, what do you do? And I tell them I play music. I play at a church and And you're
1: you're evangelizing right then.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Some people are like, well, I used to go to church and I'm like, you know, maybe you'd like, if you'd like the music tonight, maybe you'd like the music, you know, on Sunday. And, um, that, I mean, that's, that's a little bit of a lie. That's a love lie. <laughs> it's okay.
1: It's obviously, okay. you just got to get uh, him in the
2: door, Mikey. <laughs> exactly. Like we rarely play Taylor Swift at church. Um, <laughs> so, so it's a little bit of a lie. But you're
0: saying um, that sometimes you do. Uh,
2: I, I didn't, I cannot confirm or deny, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, no, I've, I've had people come in, you know, I've come into church and, uh, get back in to go to church. I even had a couple, that uh, I met at a, at a gig, secular gig who came to church and decided to get married in the church, you know? So there wow, is a little awesome. bit of a ministry there. Um, did you I, do their you know, wedding? I, uh, yeah, I did. I played music. Oh,
0: see, it's so cool. It's yeah. such full circle. They meet you, they become Catholic, you play at their Catholic wedding. It's perfect. This is it's how great. it's supposed to be.
2: Yeah. And it, it, but you know, what's funny, Sarah, is sometimes that's, that's hard to explain to people you know, like who just think like, okay, if you're playing the secular gigs, like you should only be playing Christian music. And it's like, man, in a perfect world, we should all, you're right. We should all just be singing songs to God, but that's just, that's not the world we live in. And so the opportunity to evangelize, even in that, you know, is great. So I appreciate you seeing that.
0: Oh, I mean, of course, isn't that? I mean, I think that Tommy, I don't want to speak for you as well, but I think that's the heart of what both of us like to do and why i think our podcast works is because we try to be normal people and then people find out we're catholic and then they gives them second thoughts of oh maybe not all catholics are weird sure that's, but then they that's... get to know us more and they're like oh yeah all catholics are weird yeah.
2: <laughs> like, dang it duped again
1: Man, it's too late it's too late jesus got him yeah i yeah. think that's a weird i can totally i can totally see that that people would have that critique Um, But that's like a a sad way to look at things when it's like there's so much good in the world. You know what I mean? Like not everything. There are things that are good that are not inherently Catholic or Christian. And it's good to be able to get into those realms and and show people like Sarah said that, you know, Catholics are normal people. Come check us out
0: like Harry Potter. (laughs)
1: Oh, great. Everyone logged on. We're doing (laughs) it. Okay.
0: (laughs) No, I saw Haley Stewart tweeted, I don't know, yesterday, probably yesterday. I think you replied, Tommy, that people are giving her a hard time. Yeah, Yeah, because she went to acupuncture. And it's like, okay, well, maybe if you're sniffing all the (laughs) herbs and doing something with all the Chinese (laughs) gods part of it, maybe there's some problems there. But if it's just the actual, you know, healing part of it. Why can't God work through something that came out of the Chinese culture? Yeah, so sure. I think that's gotta
1: be something that people like uh sec- there is a group of <clears throat> Christians, excuse me, who think that secular music is all bad, right? And can't listen to secular music and it's always on K Love in the car and don't switch to anything else or the devil might grab you. So I mean you must have to battle that a little bit, huh?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, there, there's two things. One um, I've lost, I've lost gigs when people go to my website and see like, if they're it's a secular, you know, gig, uh, they see that I play Christian music, you know, and, and then they, I lose the gig, um, and vice versa. You know, I've been, i I know that I've had, uh, opportunities to play youth rallies and they go to my website and like, Oh, well he does, you know, he does all the secular stuff. Not really what we're looking for, you know? Um, but I can do both exclusively very, very well. Um, so yeah, so there, there is definitely kind of a bias on both sides, uh, that people, um, in the secular realm don't want somebody who's in the Christian realm and vice versa. Um, on top of that, I think you're absolutely right with the uh, the music. I think, it, oh man, this is so, it's so rich, but it's like, you know, we know that the angels are singing in heaven. You know, we know that we were created for heaven. Therefore, we were created to sing. We were created to enjoy music. Um, and there is beauty and there's truth and beauty always points to truth. True beauty points to true truth. And um, that can be found without you know the um without having to sing the words to the catechism for example you know you you can now that um, i would buy that album that would be <laughs> oh jeez actually i did a uh, a talk with matt matt smith um a few years back at an ncyc and he it was called his god on your ipod and i think he's got it on lighthouse media as you're exiting your church and you want to try to find it um but he's got yeah a little talk on that about how Beauty and truth can be found, you know, everywhere, not just in the walls of the church or on K-Love and all that kind of stuff that, you know, we are actually asked and called to seek out that beauty and seek out that truth.
0: No way. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's a good one. And I mean, you must know, I mean, you must have thought of this, right? When you lose a gig, a secular gig, because someone sees that you do Christian music, like that's straight up what Jesus is talking about, right? Blessed are you. like people sure. are reviling you because of him you're in man you're going to heaven it's good uh, stuff right. oh man eventually we'll, after a lot of purgatory i assume yeah
2: i think i think you're right there's there's uh the, the i guess the comfort that i have is like okay well that frees up more time for me to do christian gigs and vice versa like it's the kind of like a, uh, don't worry about it we'll get we'll get we'll get the gig covered i'm playing 250 a year kind of thing and i can't take it personal when somebody has such a bias either way
1: 250 a year i can't even watch like 250 things on netflix a year and that's just me sitting on the couch that's pretty incredible <laughs> that's amazing Oh, okay. so tell yeah. us about the new you have an album you have an
2: album or new music that's just being released yeah 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 about about a month ago um uh, i'm uh i put together uh in the past maybe five six years i did three um like records like three uh eps six tracks uh, but they're all ri- very liturgically based um, they're for the liturgy. Um, although, if you were to play them, you might not be like, "Wow, th- how could this you know fit in mass?" Because there's drums and synth and you know all kinds of cool stuff um, that's enjoyable to listen to. But when it's scaled back and it's done intentionally, it's made for the mass. The words and the content are for the mass. For example, we have gathering songs, we have responsorial psalms, we have um, Easter and Pentecost sequences. Um, you know, communion pre- presentation of the gifts. Uh, even a litany of the saints. Um, So, so all stuff that like, I, you know, I would, as a Catholic youth minister, I was like, man, we, we need not better, but we need a new or a a fresher take on this. Um, And I guess it's kind of cheating because I don't have to uh, come up with beautiful words because they're all right there in our Catholic teaching that I just kind of like put in a new light, I guess. Um, So, yeah, so we, the, the, Last uh, record came out last uh, month. It's called "We Ask of You," um, and it's actually the track is um, or the the CD is named after the litany of the Saints. This we ask of you um, that I wrote, and um, yeah, rare, like I said, really um, high, high, uh, high production value, uh, really big sounding, really anthemic, um, but designed for the mass, designed for church and our traditions.
0: Which one's your favorite song? I'll play um, a little preview of it for our nice. listeners.
2: Um I my favorite one is "Healing in the Waters," and um, I just I it, to me it was one of my favorite ones that I ever wrote. It was actually um, for a uh, sprinkling rite, you know, like during the Easter oh, season, cool. and the priest oh, goes yeah, around yeah. And, and with the super soaker. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. every That's priest's just priest.
0: favorite part of everything. <laughs>
2: totally they look totally. for the,
0: they look for the i've asked multiple priests this question they tell me every time that each of them looks for the person that looks like they want the holy water least and the least. nails them
2: oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i've heard that too but uh yeah it was, it was written as a sprinkling right but it was just to me it's just so energetic and fun that we actually sent it off uh for a remix. Um, and so the CD actually has like a, I don't want to say like, it's like an EDM remix of, of this song. So um, yeah. So we could, I said we play the original and then people can go look up the, the uh, EDM. Yes. Remix. That's oh. called a tease in the podcast business. I like yeah, that. Mikey, <laughs> you're so
0: much smarter than us. What's up with that? All right. So I'll play a few seconds of this and, uh, and then from there, we'll, we'll take a break. And um, then we're going to come back and put Mikey on the Catholic hipster hot seat. So.
2: Shame and bathe in his mercy oh, die,
1: in the
0: wild, life, I the is welcome back everybody um, we'll just continue our interview with Mikey uh, during the break he wanted to, to talk about um, his version of the song from we ask of you um the Litany of saints um we were t- we were chatting about it and he said it's not as what what did you say mikey not as hip and cool or <laughs> modern, I
2: don't know. Modern. Modern. modern modern oh okay modern. well, well
0: you know cool. in my brain it is cool everyone <laughs> in my brain not as modern as some of the other songs um but still a really new take on it um so Tell us how you ended up writing that. I mean, I don't know about Tommy, for example, but when I go to the Easter Vigil, the Litany of Saints, I love it so much.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've got we've got some great settings uh, for the Litany of Saints. Um, it's so cool that we have this tradition and this um, this teaching of you know all the saints and the communion of saints, and we can just invoke them and just say like, "Hey, come hang out. Um, you know, come come sit with me in the pew." Um, And and specifically, we we like to say, you know, um, in this situation, this uh, saint pray for pray for me in this situation, which is beautiful. Um, What I what I thought, you know, I just had this kind of uh, idea one day that, you know, all these saints are up in heaven. And I thought it'd be really, really funny to have like a skit where there's all these saints in heaven and like. St. Jude is like, you know, just running back and forth because he's always invoked (laughs) and like, you know, St. Cornelius is like, nobody asked me to do anything, (laughs) you know, like or whoever, you know, Um, just like a quick little, I think that'd be hilarious. But I just thought to myself, like, what if like St. Jude said, hey, you know, St. Joseph, help me out on this one, you know, like, um, for example, you know, a a dad, you know, who's, who's, you know, facing divorce, you know, and is invoking St. Jude. Uh, to that situation saying, you know, for my lost cause, you know, come with me. And then St. Jude said to me like, Hey, St. Joseph, I think you really need to be here too. You know, like that communion of saints of um, asking more than one saint to kind of come together with their patronages and, uh, and pray, you know, specifically for our our situation. So basically what I did was I took uh, two saints and I said, uh, for example, for the Holy family, um, for the, so the intentions would be for holy families. You'd say, uh, St. Mary pray for us and St. Joseph too, strengthen our families filled with love this, we ask of you. And then what you can do is you can take any two saints. Um, I'll say, uh, St. Um, let's say, uh, for, for youth, for example, uh, St. John Bosco is kind of the patron saint of youth ministers and, uh, St. John Paul II is the patron saint of world youth day. So you could say, uh, St. John Bosco pray for us and St. John Paul too. um, Ooh, I like that one. That was good. Uh, like, um, you know, look over the young at heart this, we ask of you, you know, so it's like kind of like asking two saints to come together and collectively, um, do that. St. Sebastian and St. Maurice, I think they're, um, police officers and, and armed, um, armed, uh, military, you know, like you could say, pray for us and pray for our country pray for our safety and this we ask of you so it's kind of this more than just saying saint so-and-so pray for us Saint so-and-so pray for us Saint so-and-so pray for us it's kind of a little bit more intentional on the specific situation whatever your situation you're in i love it i think it's fantastic
1: i think the cool that is a very cool thing and i can say i've never even thought about that before of saints kind of like teaming up together but i love it it's fantastic
2: yeah. Um, it's, it's also really easy to sing specifically because I've made it so that it's always rhymes for whatever, um, two saints you ask for and, uh, your intention because the words that stay the same always rhyme. So it's yeah. kind of,
0: kind well of a cool done, way my. again,
2: so that, you know, other worship leaders or youth ministers or, uh, music ministers or whoever wants to use it can then tailor it to their specific needs.
1: It's rad. I'm in. I'm in for it. I'm going to listen to it as soon as we put our microphones down. I love it.
0: Oh, man. All right. We need a full report on Twitter, Tommy.
1: Yes, I will be there for it. <laughs> Let's put Mikey on the Catholic Hipster Hot Seat. Sponsor to it.
0: Sponsored Once by St. Lawrence. said, <laughs> Sarah sarah i'm here i'm laughing because i screw it up all the time
1: (laughs) this is the part st lawrence who famously said sarah turn me over i'm done on this side you did it that's not funny you got it right
0: oh Uh, yeah i'll I'll screw it up somehow
1: maybe it is funny (laughs) when we get it right because people don't expect it uh go ahead sarah you kick us off with our perennially asked question all right The true test of faith. This is the
0: true test of faith. (laughs) Margaritas, salt or no salt. Salt. Boom! Um, We've had like
1: ten salts in a row. I feel so good. I feel because it's optional.
2: It's optional. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. It's optional. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's on the rim, you don't. You you can just get rid of it.
0: Get a straw or wipe it off. Well, so wait. Are you saying sometimes
1: you Sometimes you want it, and sometimes you don't. Is that what you're saying?
2: It, yes and no. I always want it on the ribs. mike Needleman is always, the ultimate both
1: and Catholic.
2: Oh, totally. <laughs> I totally
1: am. It's true. <laughs> Guilty. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, all right.
2: Tacos or burritos? Tacos, man. I think tacos are the new common denominator. It used to be pizza. You know, tacos it's like, are going to bring us together in this country. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you're like, "Let's go get tacos." Okay. Like nobody's like, "I, I don't." No,
1: know. <laughs> yeah. No one ever says like, "I just had tacos yesterday." They don't It's like, "No, you're still in. You're still going."
2: People be like, "And I also had tacos yesterday. This is great." <laughs> yeah.
0: Tacos every day. I want to be like Oprah giving out tacos. <laughs> 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 okay, next question. What who, not what. Who is the saint that's making waves in your life right now?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Man, I, I'm seconds. we need two, right? After the last Oh segment, yeah, I guess so. Seconds. We need yeah. two. <laughs> um, I am just I so I'm in love with with our with our mother. Um, you know, so Saint Mary, I think that's kind of a cop out because I feel like that's just so easy. But it's like, man, that's just she's just really just wooing me right now. So um <laughs> So, yeah. So St. Mary. And then I would, I to say, man, again, uh, it's really kind of cliche, but St. John Paul II, um, the church that I'm in, we uh, that's we're named St. John Paul II. So. Oh, that's uh, epic. Yeah. It's really cool to be able to be in a church that's St. John Paul II, just because yeah. there's very few of them out there, you know? Um, and so, yeah, he's just been really looking over our ministry and it's just been really blessed. Just getting to know him more through, you know, reading about him and, and, just seeing how all this stuff had lined up, it was like really, really cool.
1: We uh, we always point out at that question that even when you pick a cliche or most picked saint, that saint is usually just incredible. So it's always it's oh, always true. like totally cool, right? It's like yeah. Uh, last time someone was like, "Well, it's kind of nerdy," but I went with Max Colby, and it's like Max Colby's unbelievable. So it's all yeah. good. <laughs> it's all good. Absolutely. What is your favorite state that you don't live in? Right
2: Florida. now, Florida.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. I, Florida. I love
2: Florida. It's so it's so. way I'm from Kansas. And for some reason, um, and I'm really we actually we live like next door to Missouri, like literally like I could drive there in 10 minutes. We go back and forth from Missouri all the time. It's not a big deal to go to Missouri. But besides Kansas <laughs> and Missouri, Florida is like the state that I go to the most for some reason. I, I can't tell you why other than vacations, ministry, family. Um, yeah, I'm just like always in Florida. So like I've gone up and down every side of Florida, and I love that place.
0: Is it because you uh, like Mickey Mouse a lot? Is that part of it?
2: it? I guess that is part of it. Me and my wife we honeymooned at, at, uh, in Orlando, so we we went and we went to Disney World because we wanted to be grown up kids, and it was awesome.
0: Wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, I just had a great question and I totally forgot it. Oh no! Oh no! Um, it's totally gone, Tommy. Help, what can- Mikey.
1: Dog
2: or cat? Dog. There you go, wow. for sure.
0: Dog. Yeah, I, I agree with that one for what I, it's worth. And, I,
2: and some people will take that personally. Like some people will be like, "Well, <laughs> you mean well, all the well,
1: cats well, that are listening? <laughs>
2: well, the cat people, people who be like cats all day. Like you say dog, and they get mad. It's like, hey man, like when you say you're cat person, I don't judge you out loud.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, the cats I do, do think, rule the like, internet. <laughs>
1: I do yeah, think they like, have you ever had a dog? Like, how can you say cat? Really? I know that's going to split the the listenership, but dogs are so great. Yeah,
2: I I, I think that's a whole nother episode.
0: <laughs> okay, so I I remembered my question, and I don't know how I forgot it, but it's about barbecue. So oh. Kansas City barbecue, extremely popular. Do you prefer ribs, pulled pork, or like brisket? Give me brisket. those hands,
2: Mikey brisket i love brisket it's like my favorite thing ever and i could talk about barbecue like for an entire other episode <laughs> all right but we'll have um, you back for the dog and cat episode <laughs> and the barbecue episode <laughs> yeah.
0: not to be confused that those are mixed up together
2: <laughs> oh man can the barbecue episode be sponsored by st lawrence too yes the
0: whole, yeah the whole yeah, thing, the whole
1: thing. <laughs> and we'll have brisket talk
2: the most listened to episode ever oh, i would i would definitely listen to that i love barbecue we've got amazing barbecue okay here. so as
0: a follow-up follow-up question favorite side item for barbecue
2: um you know it, it just depends on where you go so if you go to jack stack for example you're going to get the cheesy corn if you go to uh kansas city joe's you're going to get the um the, the fries, they're incredible. Seasoning is amazing. I will send you guys a bottle of their seasoning. So don't forget to give me your address. Um, and then uh, if you go to like Q39, the coleslaw is incredible. And then if you go to like Gates, like the beans are amazing. So it just really depends on where you are,
1: which is great. I do have to say like, uh, you know, Sarah, we kind of quote, know people from around the whole country and every part of the country has their own thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think the measure here for me is like we had friends who lived here in the Bay Area that moved to Kansas. And within like six months of moving to Kansas, they mailed us Jack Stack and nobody else around the country mails me food. And so the (laughs) fact that they mailed that to our house was like, okay, this is legit. This is legit stuff. And it was um, it was so incredible. Yeah. I keep
0: waiting for hamburgers to be mailed to me. People, (laughs) that episode was two weeks ago. Where are my hamburgers?
1: (laughs) Maybe gift <laughs> cards, maybe gift cards. <laughs> but shout out to the Kateri's for sending us Jack Stack twice. Uh,
0: twice. Yeah,
1: oh, that's God. a good choice. It's a good so choice. Good. Uh, all right, Mikey. Uh, how many cups of coffee do you drink in the average day? Um, on average,
2: I'd say point two. I'm well not a coffee done. drinker. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you,
1: still, you still pour a cup at least. That's yeah, cool. it's
2: more of a social thing. You right. know, like that whole, like, friends, like, let's go get some coffee kind of thing. Um, but uh, I'm actually, I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. Oh, and I'll, holla back. I'll have, I'll have one on a good day, but two, if I'm really feeling it, um, I try to limit my Dr. Pepper intake just because it's probably not too good for me, but you know, it's prunes. Prunes are great. <laughs> right. YOLO as the kids say. So.
0: <laughs> do they still say YOLO? Is that still a
2: thing? I, I, I don't know.
1: So, That's the thing about when you grow up, it's like with what the kids say is always like a couple years behind. Like yeah. what the kids are actually saying.
0: Like, um, like Mikey, when you play all your shows, do people still do the dabbing thing? Is that still cool?
2: Sometimes. Yeah. To um, dab or
0: not to dab
2: um are you, is that Not. a question yeah. <laughs> um, like, man i i can never give you a straight answer i have to say it depends on the situation um when we go to like play grade schools and stuff like if i dab on stage like the kids think i'm the coolest guy ever you know what i'm saying <laughs> but if i go to the high schools and i dab i mean i lost them <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah so uh to dab when appropriate Last question from me. What is the coolest guitar pick you've ever had? Oh, man. Um, I guess probably I had a Green Day guitar, guitar pick that I got when I played on stage with Green Day. And like it, when I was like a sophomore in high school, junior Wait, in high what? school.
0: Time out. We have yeah. now spent almost 30 <laughs> minutes talking. And now it's you hilarious. talk about how you were on stage with Green Day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so quick story. Uh, <laughs> I was a junior in high school. Green Day is my favorite band. Honestly, I told my wife this the other day. If it wasn't for Basket Case, I probably wouldn't be a musician. That was like my like. Oh, I, need I had that guitar. on tape,
1: and that tape was like this bright color. It was like blue, like bright blue, not like a regular colored tape. Which yeah, you yeah. know, at that age, it was like they're the coolest ever.
2: Totally. Like Gr- Green Day was the band for me, and like looking back, I'm like, man, I bet my parents were like, oh, this is. cool <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: It is kind of that that
2: that album was kind of terrible too though yeah but uh i went to uh their show um in, when i was like a junior in high school like i said and they said you know who can play um bass and and i and i could at the time i was like i can do it i can do it like who can play guitar and they'd pick someone else and they'd pick someone else for guitar and they're like who can play drums my friend put me up on his shoulders and they they're like how long have you been playing drums and i was like seven years it was like three years but i was like (laughs) seven years it was was love lies and uh they brought me up on stage and uh they had a band um up there uh playing you know while billy joe sang and uh, i played drums and i remember trey the drummer just being like okay hey man don't don't speed up stay right here and he like just stood there next to me and like told me not to speed up so um And then, uh, and then the other instruments, you know, were taken by the guys in green day. And, um, so I was playing with green day for like maybe a minute, minute and a half or something like that. And then, uh, when I got off, when I was done playing, uh, Trey gave me the drumsticks and then Billy Joel came over and started like stuffing my pockets with picks. And, uh, they even had like a Polaroid camera that they like took a bunch of pictures of me um, on stage. And then I got to, uh, crowd surf. Like I got to stage dive after I was done. And, man, I tell you, I was holding those sticks as as hard as I could. Um, That must have been the night of your life at that. It really was. It really was. And me being an artist, me being sentimental, I was like, this is God telling me something. You know, like even at that age, I was like, this is like, this is God saying like, hey, like, you know, keep working at it. Keep keep trying. Not that like I'm going to be playing arenas of, you know, playing punk rock music in arenas, but just like that idea of like. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that'd be amazing. But like just that, just that idea of like, you know, there's 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 something there for you. Um now God also really likes to humble me very, very often. Or maybe I choose those paths to like find ways to be embarrassingly humbled. But um the next time Green Day was in town, they did the exact same thing. And my friends put me up on the shoulder and I got picked to play guitar. And uh I was freaking out, so I go up on stage. And I hugged Billy Joe and I was like, man, I got to play drums last time. And he was like, um, don't you think, else have a, yeah, <laughs> you think someone else should have a turn? And I was like, no, but it was drums. <laughs> I want guitar this time. So he's like, get off the stage. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I was. It was very, very embarrassing and, and humbling. And I guess the worst part about it was uh, afterwards, the guy who played guitar, Billy Joe gave him the guitar
1: no oh. Oh.
2: and i was just like you gotta be kidding me so yeah like so why
1: did i open my
2: mouth <laughs> i know seriously oh. that was the, that was the humbling part is like dude keep your mouth shut
1: like, but this is good like okay so you're off the <laughs> count the <Catholic laughs> hips are hot seat well done clap 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 yeah. oh, thank <laughs> you. but like reflecting back like look at where you are now and what you're doing for the Lord and God worked through Green Day of all bands, for God's sake. I mean, that's just the biggest point that you were trying to make before about how, you know, truth and beauty and and God trying to talk to us can come through secular means that would make some people go running away, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It There's it, it lit a little fire. I remember being, yeah really young and just hearing their music and being like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then when I got a little bit older, I realized like, okay, this is really political and really, uh, not al- aligning with a lot of the things that I, uh, personally agree with, but at the same time, I can take it at it's, at it's just, uh, it's energy and it's, it's vibe and be and you know, feed off that. So I think you're absolutely right. It definitely lit a fire for me.
1: Well, Mikey, this has been awesome. Where can people go buy the latest album and all the rest and all the other EPs and where can they,
2: you know, see where you're playing and all that good stuff? The easiest way to do everything is just go to my website. Um, and the easiest way to do that is just MikeyNeedleman.com. And that's M-I-K-E-Y. There's no C in Mikey. I get that a lot. So. <laughs> that,
1: would, that would be Mickey, I think. Yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Mikey Needleman, is in needle and thread and man is in. That's what I am. So <laughs> Mikey dot And, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's videos, pictures, uh, tour dates. Um, um, and then, yeah, you can get the the CDs and, and all that stuff. Obviously it's on iTunes, uh, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. If you're more of a streaming, um, you know, digital person, I don't have it on vinyl. I'm not that cool yet. Um, but that would be cool someday. That would be the Kickstarter mikey needleman on vinyl we, should, that's we true. should do that
0: well so here's the thing you could absolutely make it into a pun because in order to play vinyl you need a needle so we can oh work yeah on that
2: Ooh. oh yeah there's a lot it of times is. where i go into an event people thought i was a dj it's like mikey thank needleman you,
0: <laughs> oh that's hilarious actually
2: <laughs> yeah i'm like no
0: honestly, that's my name thank you yeah Thank you so much, Mikey, for joining us. I think um, you might officially be the coolest guest we've ever had. And so Tommy and I are eclipsed by um, our level of cool now.
2: Oh, well, thank you. That was very kind because you guys have awesome people on here all the time.
0: We do. We're incredibly blessed. So um, everyone, please go check out Mikey Needleman. I'll put links and everything in the show notes for your ease of use. But thanks for joining us, Mikey. And um, we hope to have you back on sometime.
2: Absolutely. God bless y'all.
1: Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to episode 35 with Sarah, myself, and DJ Mikey Needleman. A DJ, right? Is that what he said at the end? Yes, yes. Yes, there, he's a DJ. Um, <laughs> it was a good time. It was so cool. Mikey is unbelievably cool. So I would suggest you go stream his music and um, come or back next time to the podcast. buy it and support him. Oh, yeah, buy it. Well, yeah, because he gets like a penny a stream or something. So please yeah. buy it um and uh go to at catholic drinking on twitter and follow everything sarah's doing because it's the quality right now sarah (laughs) not the quantity that's right your tweets and people need to get on it
0: (laughs) guys forget about me go and buy tommy's book it just hit he's being so humble about all this but his book just came out started shipping on amazon this week if you have not bought a copy yet Highly recommend. Um, something I think around page 57 is the best part of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, but seriously, this is amazing. He he spent so much work um, with a, a bunch of us that were probably... Um, impossible to wrangle it's like herding cats um, to get Catholic people to write what you want so he, he deserves um, every every bit of support that you can um, so please go out tell all of your friends to buy the Catholic hipster handbook it's finally here even if you only purchase it because um, Janine Gaffigan wrote the foreword
1: Yes, Jeannie again.
0: Jeannie, sorry. Oh, I'm a horrible okay. person. Oh.
1: No, you're not. No, you're not. You just praised me for like five minutes. You're not horrible. You're great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, everybody. Yeah, have a great Do weekend, everybody. Says. And buy the book and support Mikey. And, um, you know, don't be a heretic or something.
1: That's right. Go to Mass. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right
0: now. While you're listening to this, we don't care. Find a parish with Mass right now. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Take care. some chapstick on first
1: (laughs) pulling the curtain back (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah pretty much man we're all human we all got problems (laughs) not in on problems but chapstick ain't one (laughs) yeah that's good that's good Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.